Thanks for tuning in to Spend Less, Live Well with Dr. Josh Luke, dropping serious wisdom, integrating healthy living, finance, and faith into the healthcare process to live your best life. Watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are found. Spend less and live well. Folks, welcome to Spend Less, Live Well. Uh, if you have read either of my health wealth books, uh, Health Wealth is Healthcare Bankrupting Your Business or Health Wealth for You, 11 Steps to Save Big and Live Healthy, then you're familiar with an alternative to health insurance called cost sharing. And you know that I'm a member of cost sharing, have been for several years. I'm a huge advocate of it. And uh, you probably are aware, uh, if you've read or studied any of those, that uh, an organization like MediShare, M-E-D-I Share, uh, was a cost-sharing, a faith-based cost-sharing organization that was grandfathered by Obamacare as an alternative to insurance. And uh, there are several others that have really emerged as popular choices. And the pandemic has really brought those options to the surface because 27 million Americans are unemployed and faced with either COBRA at 14 or $1,500 a month for their family oftentimes, or um, going without health benefits. And so today, I want to introduce you to our guest, Chris Spadis, the founder and president of a cost-sharing organization called Solidarity. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. Can you just really quickly, for those who aren't familiar with cost-sharing, just give us like a 90-second, uh, your description as a founder of a great cost-sharing organization, what it means to you and what it is? Yeah, you know, members of, of like Solidarity HealthShare and other cost-sharing groups, we agree to share each other's medical expenses. So rather than, uh, you know, going and paying an insurance company some an inflated premium for, for you know, limited benefits and, you know, all kinds of, of restrictions, what our members do is they agree to become self-pay patients, you know, in, in a sense, um, and then share each other's expenses. So every month I set aside my, you know, my monthly share amount that I pay into uh, Solidarity HealthShare, and then Solidarity HealthShare facilitates the sharing of medical bills with mine and the other members' dollars. Uh, and so, you know, many months I don't need the dollars, and then there's months when we do, and, you know, we've had a couple childbirths uh, in the ministry, and, you know, the, the ministry shared it, and then we've also had many instances where, the, where our dollars were shared for other members. But the beauty is, you know, Solidarity gets to act as the, as the facilitator of that sharing. So we do all the collection of the funds. We, you know, we, we allocate the funds for these medical expenses. We actually help process the bills and work with the members and their, their physicians and, and hospitals, uh, you know, on, on the billing and everything, and then, you know, send the payments out to the provider. So we do a lot of the work for the member, but ultimately our members are cash pay patients and they're all agreeing to, to join each other. So it's you and me and a bunch of friends, Josh, that are, that are coming together and, and sharing each other's dollars. And it, and it really kind of gets back to that sense of what healthcare should be. You know, healthcare, you know, the insurance really was meant to be, you know, kind of a, something for the excess. But the day-to-day -day stuff, you know, buying aspirin, all those things, that's all on us. And, you know, we're there for each other when we need it. And so we're bringing it back to that point. And what I love about it is it, it prioritizes the doctor-patient relationship in, in a profound way and, and really helps to kind of central, centralize that, that that's really the most important piece of healthcare is having a relationship with a physician you trust and, you know, um, one of the most important pieces, at least, uh, and, and being able to, to centralize that relationship. So cool. Yeah, I've been such so pleased with my family as well as I have been with our cost sharing plan. You mentioned um, I'm a member of a non faith based cost sharing plan. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned you referred to your uh, community as a uh, ministry. So can you tell us um, a 
um, how is it uh, a ministry? And B, if there's someone who isn't really an active churchgoer or a member of the specific church you guys are mm-hmm. related with, are they still eligible to join? Yeah, you know, we found it as a, you know, really it's actually a partnership of Mennonites and Catholics together who, who helped launch Solidarity Health Share. So we're one of the existing ministries that actually is exempted. Our members are exempted by the Affordable Care Act. Um, and so, you know, our members, while we have kind of a Catholic founding and, and we, we adhere to the ethical principles of, of the Catholic faith, we actually are open to people of like mind. And so our statement of faith is one that people need to be able to agree to. And, you know, they're certainly going to be, believe in God and they're going to, you know, align with our, our ethical principles. Um, and so as long as people, you know, are, are in, in favor of that, which, you know, we've had many members who, you know, maybe they're Catholic or Christian, and then they bring along their brother or sister and friend and everybody else. And, you know, maybe some of those people weren't fully in line or didn't fully, you know, wouldn't have said they were. But as they read through our guidelines and our statement of faith, um, they, they tend to agree. So we have a, a great mix of folks. I would say it's a majority of Catholics and Christians, but people are welcome to join as long as they're, wel- they're willing to adhere to those guidelines and, and sign on to that. So share with me what led you to healthcare and uh, what led you to cost sharing. Just uh, there's always a great story to go with a, uh, sure. a solution that really addresses this American crisis of healthcare affordability. Yeah, you know, for me, it's a it's a sad story that that I think is you know um, turning you know turning uh, something painful into something beautiful, right? So my first wife was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer in uh, 2011. And um, it was very advanced and very little chance at cure. And we went down the path of traditional treatments, traditional insurance, everything, and really started to find um, that, you know, right away, there was really not a lot of success. It was actually going backwards. Um, and, and ultimately, we found some advanced and alternative therapies that we felt would have more promise and be more of a chance to kind of give her a leg up on this disease. And ultimately, that wasn't going to be covered by insurance. So we actually went out, and I just went out in faith, and, and I posted a, a fundraising page and said, please help me save my wife's life. And, you know, over the course of 30 days, I believe it was around $35,000 was raised by mine. We kicked off her treatments. She did a radiation oncology, a very advanced targeted radiation oncology um, protocol, as well as some advanced and alternative therapies. Um, and, you know, pretty big, pretty big regimen. We moved, we were living in North Carolina. We moved back to Arizona. We, you know, friends came together. Some other friends in my, in my family threw a fundraiser at a church and raised another $15,000. And lo and behold, we saw the community come together and really fund her healthcare, right? And, and she, she bounced back. I mean, she went from being knocked out for two weeks after every chemo treatment to being, having energy every day after her treatments, being able to engage with her family, being able to eat and, and thrive. Um, and the, 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 the cancer kind of knocked back, the tumors shrunk and those things. Um, and over, and what we saw there was what we thought healthcare should be. It's coming together in those times of crisis and helping each other, you know, working with providers that we believe, you know, we, we meet with and we believe they have what it takes to, to help us. And, and, you know, we, we want to take their course of treatment. Um, and we were able to drive those decisions, you know, and so she did end up dying and in 2012, she lived a total of 17 months, but her prognosis was two months. And I, I believe that those 15 months, those extra 15 months were every bit worth <laughs> The, the extra effort we took. And what I saw in that was I thought, man, this is what healthcare should be. And I kept, as we were going through her, her cancer journey, I would constantly have in the back of my mind, how can we do this for other people? And, you know, fast forward a year later, um, 
you know, right before she died, uh, the, the Affordable Care Act mandates came out, and a lot of people, especially people of faith, were upset about some of the mandates and some of the things in there. Um, and, and we just kept talking about it, a group of friends and, and one of my good friends who's a physician. And, uh, you know, just one day, just, you know, and for those of faith, it was Pentecost Sunday, which is a big day for us as a church. And it was uh, just this inspiration to say, we got to do something. And the only thing we thought was possible was healthcare sharing. And so we started researching, we started looking at it. And within a week, I believe we had a, our, our initial business, you know, model and plan and started, you know, going out to say, hey, we're going to do this. Now, it took us a few years to launch because we wanted to, we wanted to make sure that we were able to have, you know, the illegal recognition we needed for our members to have the exemption. Uh, there's a lot of work that went behind that. But, but in the beginning, it was really about just providing this option. And then as we got into the system, I started to see how broken it really was. And everything that, you know, I know you know all about, uh, Josh, and, and this, this world of, of overbilling and overpricing and, you know, the, the, the hospital control of physicians and, and all these pieces um, became even more of a, a, a reason to do this. So we've been in, in um, you know, out in the public solidarity, as Solidarity HealthShare, we launched publicly in 2016. So we're almost at four years and, and it's, it's, it's a fight that I don't know that we'll ever be out of because I think this is a, this is, this is something America needs. Yeah. So I have a question for you. I'm a cost sharing me member. And so I'm a cash patient, as you said, and sometimes that, that scares people when they're used to health insurance. And folks, let's just get past the myth that we were brainwashed uh, during the 80s and 90s to believe that our employer will pay for our health care. Because whether you like it or not, you're paying $23,000 a year for your family for the right to have health insurance before you see one doctor, before you get one prescription, the average family is paying $1,500 a month on a $5,000 deductible plan. That's $23,000, guys, that's the numbers, and that's you when you stop and add it up. So people are starting to say, what are the alternatives? We should have started asking this years ago, but we're all brainwashed to think healthcare should be paid for, and we wake up one day and we're paying for it. Uh, and so, guys, the pandemic with all the folks that are unemployed is really leading people to become what I call EHCs, engaged healthcare consumers. And, and in the 10 free tips to spend less on healthcare, in the Health Wealth Book, um, cost sharing is literally the anchor of all of those tips that can save you $12,000 a year right off the bat if the majority of your family is healthy. That's a big if. But even if it's not, it forces you to become an EHC, an engaged healthcare mm -hmm. consumer. In my plan, Chris, the first thousand dollars of an episode. Okay, I just had this ugly elbow here uh, drained. I had a bursitis. Okay, I was just feeling it as you were talking, going, "Oh, it's coming back." Mm -hmm. I go to my direct primary care doctor. I pay him 150 bucks a month. I don't pay a dime if he keeps draining this thing. It's all included. Right. My point is, um, if I had to go to the hospital for that. My threshold is $1,000 that then I can start submitting bills and asking for the community to help me pay. Do you offer different packages or is yours 500, 1,000? Can you speak to that a little bit, please? Yeah, you know, we, we started out with the, we, we originally were looking at that per incident kind of uh, what we call an annual unshared amount, you know, and, and we actually, what we saw was a lot of the groups would do that, you know, $500 or whatever it was per incident and then you know, and then it would it would cap out. So we actually cap it. So so what we do is an annual insured amount for your family. So it's twenty five hundred dollars. You know, for the family you know uh, uh, program, I pay five forty nine a month. 
then I have a $2,500 out of pocket. We do actually wellness visits are shared before the annual unshared amount, um, as well as we're, Josh, we're, we're actually releasing guidelines to allow for sharing in direct primary care. So if a member is a, has a direct primary care doctor, we'll share up to half of that cost, roughly, um, and that goes towards the annual shared amount as well. And the, the idea is, like you said, to be engaged, to know what's going on in your healthcare, um, but also to make sure we're there. I mean, you know, as you said, a lot of these big health or employer plans are five and ten thousand dollar deductibles, and it's you know before you even see someone. I have an insurance agent for the company that does all of our company insurance, you know, for for liability and stuff. And he he told me recently, he said I have a he has a thirteen thousand dollar deductible, and he had a procedure that cost fourteen thousand dollars. So he was going to pay thirteen thousand out of pocket before the insurance, which would cover a thousand. Instead, he went to the doctor and said, "What would the cash pay price be for this?" And he paid thirty-seven hundred dollars. You know, it, it's it's just unheard of. Why are we paying this much money? I didn't even ask him what his premium was. <laughs> so that's crazy. So, folks, my guest is Chris Fattis, the founder and CEO of Solidarity Healthshare. You can find them. You can find him on LinkedIn at Chris Fattis. You can find Solidarity on uh, Twitter at Solidarity HS. And uh, can you share your website with the folks as well? Yes, it's solidarityhealthshare.org, solidarityhealthshare.org. Um, you can find us there. We're also, you know, we're obviously we're all over all the social media channels and everything. Uh, and there's lots of information there. There's lots of, you know, you can get quotes. You can do all of that. Um, and, and we also encourage people, Josh, just to give us a call because we, we certainly can answer a lot of questions quickly over the phone. So 844-313-4999. So you can call that number, folks, or you can go to solidarityhealthshare.org and get the number there or get the information you want. Chris, we've got about 30 seconds left as we wrap up part one uh, of this show. Can you, um, just in that 30 seconds, talk about um, is the majority of your consumer or your customer base direct to consumer, meaning can anybody listening just go there and sign up or do they need to be affiliated with a small business? No, they can go direct to us. That is, that is primarily uh, where our membership comes from. We have we, you know, everyone can come directly as a family or as an individual. Uh, we have plans, you know, we have three different program levels and, and then obviously, you know, individual and couple and family plans. So uh, it's a great, great organization. Our members are very committed um, and, and we're very impressed by how much they take this seriously, how much they're spending on their health care and try to maintain that to manage that dollar. Folks, my guest has been Chris Fattis, the founder and CEO of Solidarity HealthShare. You can find them online at solidarityhealthshare.org. This is part one of two sessions we're going to do with Chris. So if this piqued your interest, we're going to dig a little deeper into cost sharing and the uniqueness of solidarity in part two. Thanks for joining. Spend less, live well. And Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Josh. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to Spend Less, Live Well with Dr. Josh Luke, the crossroads of integrating healthy living, finance, and faith into the healthcare process to live your best life. Watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere podcasts are found. Spend less and live well. Spend less, live well.